Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to this week's episode of the Legal Beagle Podcast. This week, we reflect on the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court justice, legal mind, and incredible advocate for equality among men and women. There's been so much news about Justice Ginsburg that it's hard to bring you anything new and unique. In fact, most of what I'll talk about, you may already know or have already heard uh, as the news is covering this uh, 24 hours a day right now. It's a big loss for our country. And it's a bigger deal politically right now with the upcoming elections. But rather than focus on that, this podcast is going to focus more on who she was and what she brought to our country. Some of you may know that she is currently sitting or her body is lying in repose at the United States Supreme Court. That just means that she's there in a casket uh, for people to say their their final thoughts and, and share some final words with her. She'll then be moved over to the U.S. Capitol on Friday where she will lie in state and she'll make a little bit of history doing that. She'll be the first American woman in history to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol. So even after her death, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is still making history and proving that there really should not be a difference between men and women as it relates to a variety of issues that she addressed while she was on the bench and ascending to her seat on the bench. For those of you that don't know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1933. She went to Cornell to get her bachelor's degree, went on to Harvard Law School, was a Kent scholar, and then finished with a master's in law from Columbia Law School. She was very accomplished over her career as an attorney, then as a justice for, or a judge for the U.S. Court of Appeals, and then a justice for the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, she kicked cancer's butt a couple of times, dating back into the early uh, 2000s, I think late into the 90s and early 2000s, and then eventually succumbed to her pancreatic cancer uh, here this year and, and passed away. But up until the very end, she was a hardworking, hard-charging, hard-thinking individual. And it's very strange to me that the last two U.S. Supreme Court justices that have passed away are Judge Scalia, Antonin Scalia, back in 2016, and now Justice Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in 2020. What's interesting is they were actually incredible friends on the bench. Complete polar opposites in their viewpoints about a variety of issues and the way that they saw the law and how the law should be interpreted, examined, and utilized in the issues that are put before the U.S. Supreme Court. But very, very good friends. In fact, I think, quote, that Justice Scalia was both a role model 
in the law and in life for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is interesting for a lot of people because of their differing opinions when it came to the way that they looked at the law, but very, very close. In fact, there was a, an opera, it was called Scalia Ginsburg that was written in 2015 by a university of Maryland law school graduate. His name was Derek Wayne and the opera is a performance about the interesting friendship that the conservative Scalia and the more liberal Ruth Bader Ginsburg shared. And I think that is probably a good way of describing who she was beyond the robe. And what I mean by that is we all have jobs, we all have professions and roles that we play within our, our jobs and our professions. But it doesn't mean that is who you are and that identifies everything about you. And here's a very, very liberal justice who is a strong proponent of equality and specifically gender equality. And she, one of her best and closest allies of the nine justices, or I guess eight other justices when they were serving together was Antonin Scalia. And I just think that goes to show that even when you have disagreements about certain issues, you can still have respect and friendships beyond the disagreements that you may share, which goes back to something that I've said more recently. And that's, I think the world would be a better place if we could all find some way of compromising a little bit more and, and a little less fighting, and a little bit more middle ground. And I think we'd all be a little happier and, and get along a little bit better than we currently do. So when I was searching some fun facts about Justice Ginsburg, because I think it's always interesting to learn things about someone that maybe others don't know. For example, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was able to do 30 push-ups. Now, think about that for a minute. And if you're a male listener, just see if you can knock out 30 push-ups right now. If you're a female listener, just try to knock out five push-ups right now. It is very, very difficult to do push-ups for either gender. To be able to knock out 30 push-ups is incredible. And because of her fitness routine, she inspired a workout called the RBG workout created by her personal trainer, Bryant Johnson, which you can find online. But apparently, according to my research, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a huge fan of working out. In fact, she would drop everything when it was time for her workout and she wouldn't miss them unless there was just absolutely no way to get to her workout. It was a part of her daily routine. It was a part of her life and it was something that she very much enjoyed. She was also a big foodie. She ate slow, according to those that knew her best, but she enjoyed food and ate a lot of it. For someone who was, I think, under five feet tall and under 100 pounds to be able to put down the amount of food that she did is rather impressive. And I think her ferocious appetite matches her ferocious appetite for the law. And the way that she long days and long nights thinking and, and trying to understand the way that the drafters of the constitution intended our country to be modeled. And, and I think that's a, a, an unbelievable skill that she had, the ability to work countless hours and really never seem tired in the face of 
natural disasters in the face of her own personal adversities, like the cancers that she had to battle in the face of national crisis, things that have happened over the course of our, our history. Here's another interesting fact. So a lot of people call Justice Ginsburg RBG because those are her initials, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bader is actually her maiden name, and she kept that as her middle name. Again, proving the point that there is gender equality even in the naming of uh, an individual as it relates to their married partner. But RBG was oftentimes compared to the notorious B.I.G., which is a rapper that uh, came out of New York. In fact, they had some commonality. The notorious B.I.G. was also born in Brooklyn. And the year 1993 was important to both of them. In 1993, the notorious B.I.G. launched his debut album or released his debut album, uh, which took off and was a huge hit worldwide. That same year, the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, was nominated and confirmed to become a Supreme Court justice. Both of these individuals have become cultural icons, and the similarities don't necessarily end there, but those are just a few highlights that I picked up on. Another thing that I never knew until I did some more research. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg was known for wearing fashionable statement collars with her robe while she sat on the Supreme Court. And these collars had, or I guess the reason she wore these collars was because of the opinion that she was um, authoring, whether it was a majority opinion. If it was majority, she wore a collar with a gold embellishment, and this was given to her by her law clerks. And she also had a favorite collar, which was an off-white beaded jabot, which came from Cape Town, South Africa. But she was most famously known for her dissenting collar, which she wore every time she disagreed with the Supreme Court decision. And when she was interviewed about these collars, she replied, quote, it looks fitting for dissents. And she would wear this collar to indicate that she was dissenting the majority's opinion, which she often did, just like Scalia is famous for his long-winded and crafted dissents. Justice Ginsburg uh, would wear a collar to kind of highlight her her dissents as it related to some of the opinions that the court would would offer. Here's something else that I think is is fantastic. Not only did Ruth Bader Ginsburg become very well known for her fight for gender equality, she was highlighted in a few different movies. There's a documentary out. RBG, I think that's actually available on a lot of the streaming services at no cost right now for people to watch. It's a fantastic story of her life and and the kind of evolution of her legal career. There's also a, a more popular mainstream movie called On the Basis of Sex. And this was a fantastic movie that came out in 2018. This is a little bit more of your traditional Hollywood film in the sense that it's sensational and it has... Uh, you know, a really good story that it tells, but it shouldn't be taken for granted because in the movie, the actress that's playing Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Felicity Jones, does a great job of 
displaying the personality that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was to was described as having, which was soft-spoken and only needed to speak when it was important to do so. She didn't need to command a room. She didn't need to be center of attention. She didn't need to uh, be bigger than her stature of 5'10", less than 100 pounds, or excuse me, 4'10", less than 100 pounds. She didn't need to make herself bigger than she was. She didn't have this complex that required her to be more than who she was because she was a powerful mind with a sharp understanding of the law. And she would use that. And, and when she spoke, people listened. And that was evident in the opinions that she joined in on in the rulings that she helped. Um, there's a few landmark decisions that she was involved in. Uh, one of those cases is the United States v. Virginia in 1996. And this case was about the Virginia Military Institute. And it was one of the last remaining all-male public undergraduate colleges. And because of Ginsburg's work, the United States filed a, a lawsuit against the school arguing that the gender-exclusive admission policy violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. The case, case ended up reaching the Supreme Court where Virginia argued not only that women weren't properly suited for VMI's rigorous training because there's a physical aspect to what they do, but also that the state's creation of a separate military program at the women's only liberal arts school, Mary Baldwin University, was equal to what Virginia Military Institute was offering. The Supreme Court disagreed and they struck down VMI's all-male admission policy and Gisberg actually wrote the majority opinion, making it clear that gender equality is a constitutional right. That is one of many cases that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a part of that changed the course of history for this country. All I can say, not having ever really come across Ruth Bader Ginsburg personally, I never argued a case at the Supreme Court, never had a case that went to... Uh, the Supreme Court, or really, other than studying her both majority opinions and dissenting opinions in law school, I don't have a lot of personal knowledge of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So it was fun for me to do a little research and learn a little bit more about her. I understand the umbrella impact that she's had on our country and will continue to have for years to come. But may you rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg.